With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, where each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom from the female perspective. Everything from Star Wars, to The Office, to cosplay, to fanfic. It's all right here, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. Today, we're going to have our very first interview, and I'm very excited to have Carla Temes on. And as you know, Carla has been a frequent guest on the podcast, a great guest on the podcast, and she does some of our cover art as well. So you've probably seen that for some of our episodes on there. So I'm very excited to interview her. Uh, Before we get into the interview, just a couple of housekeeping items. Number one, you're probably hearing this episode on Tuesday, which is usually the day that our main episodes air, the ones where we cover some aspect of fandom. Well, from now on, that's going to change a little bit. We're always going to have two episodes per week. Um, and the main episode will always air usually on Thursdays or Fridays. I'm aiming for Thursdays, but just know that sometimes there might be a delay and it might be Fridays. And then for Tuesday, it will be some kind of special episode, either an interview, um, some sort of topic we want to really delve into that's a little bit separate from whatever the main topic is. Uh, I know we've been doing a lot of bonus episodes of recommendations and stuff. So that might be something as well. Um, just, just something to just kind of add more to the show, especially right now with everything that's going on. I just wanted to provide more content, content for everyone as well. Um, and then the other brief little housekeeping item here is that you have probably noticed on a few episodes, and I should have mentioned it before that there's been sometimes a delay in audio, where you'll hear somebody responding to something that hasn't been said yet or kind of talking over each other because we're not hearing that when we're recording. Um, I'm trying to figure out what that is. I think it's something with uh, the with the Anchor app that we're using and the fact that we're all remote. I think it's just kind of some little glitch there. So I'm trying to figure out a way to make that better, but just I just wanted to let you know that I do realize that's happening and I apologize if that causes any confusion, like if someone's laughing when it's, you know, when you're like, why are you laughing at that part? Or why is someone responding to that when nobody said anything? So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, and I don't think this episode will have those issues at all because we're trying something a little bit different, but I just wanted to let you know that. Okay, great. So now we're going to get into interviewing Carla. So before I start, um, Carla, if you want to introduce yourself, just in case uh, the listeners don't, don't, don't know who you are. <laughs> Well, sure. Happy to do that. Hi, I'm Carla Temis. I am a photographer. I am a devoted fan to many, many things. So maybe not that devoted <laughs> as I am just fascinated with, uh, you know, I'll let you figure that out. Uh, I'm also, you know, a mom, wife, daughter, etc. Very in love with my family. And I am the probably number one supporter of the brilliant classic film, A Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> Yes, which she has mentioned a few times on a couple of episodes, as I'm Pretty sure. Much every episode I've been on, I think I've managed to work in that. <laughs> like, it's like, 
you know, I could probably talk about my photography and stuff and just like <laughs> drop it in there. But no, no, no. Let's talk about another Roxbury instead. <laughs> That's your trademark. Is that, that we'll it just... must be. <laughs> How sad is that? <laughs> it's great that'll be just snuck into every episode so so listeners you'll have to keep an ear out for that anytime that carla is on an episode see if she drops that in she's she's gonna be on in a couple weeks for our Shits creek episode so you'll have to keep an ear out and see if she drops it in on that one we'll see how that i will works, figure but... out a way i mean my brain just works the way it works there's nothing i could do about it exactly i would say let's make it a drinking game but probably some of you listen to podcasts as you drive and i don't recommend that because you will be like Phew. yeah yeah <laughs> just have the whole audience wasted that be- <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and i don't want that on my content so please don't do that okay. okay great well what i want to first jump into is um i just was wondering when did you first pick up a camera like what first inspired you to do that I really, I've always been interested in, in, in just pictures and capturing little moments. Um, but always with an eye towards like a peculiar piece of something. I, I, I'm, I'm very into, if you, if you see my art, you see that it's a lot of pieces of something, not necessarily a whole, because I'm just fascinated by things that are um, um, beautiful to someone's eye. And so I was very interested in it, you know, growing up and everything. My dad had a couple of, of nice old cameras that he had around the house. And in college, you know, I realized that they offered photography. And of course, it was like all film and black and white and you develop it yourself and all of that. And it just fascinated me. I took one photography course um, as an elective my freshman year. And I was just hooked from then on. I was just... Uh, in the photo lab pretty much all the time and I, I know that at one point my my guidance counselor said I see here that you're majoring in psychology but pretty much all of your electives are photography and I was like yeah yeah uh-huh uh-huh and he's like do you maybe want to do photography instead and I was like no 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 science is what I want to do yeah for sure but you know Guess which one I'm still doing now, photography or psychology? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. And so what is it about photography that inspires you? Like, what is it that would inspire you to take a picture of something? Like, if you're looking at something, you go, I got to take a picture of that. Or I think that there's beauty in just about everything. And in particular, if you look at something close up, you may see you know, a button that's out of place that may just not draw your eye um, at first. But I think if you photograph it in a particular way with, you know, a particular kind of lighting and if you work in it a little bit in in Photoshop or whatever, then I think that you can bring some really beautiful details out of it. Um, I also just... I. I I, I would like to say that I always have in mind what I want to do. And then I just, you know, I art my way out of it. And, you know, I'm just a fantastic, brilliant artist that way. But more often than not, things just fall into my lap. There's this one photo in particular, which is one of my absolute favorite photos um, called Aquinomas. And that means I'm just sitting here and it's a picture of this yellow chair in front of a blue background. 
and um, it, it's sitting on top of some red mulch, and the chair looks like it's like it's seen some stuff. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it, it just it's really frayed and it looks kind of it's been through a few moves and maybe some some pets and kids. Um, but what I liked about it is that when you look at it, it looks like maybe a character with a story to tell. Like it, it has something that it needs to tell you. And I find that that's mostly what I end up going for. Like I, I really am fascinated by by objects that seem to call to me to say, hey, I want to tell my story. Can you take a picture so that it, it it's uh, seen by people? Like I'm not saying that furniture talks to me. It may sound <laughs> like that, but, <laughs> but really it, it is just capturing a moment and um and letting whatever i'm photographing tell the story for itself now that doesn't mean that i'm not a huge fan of like sunrises and sunsets because i totally Mm -hmm. am a sucker for them but i find those a lot less um i guess spiritually satisfying than those other shots that i may just stumble onto um just out of the blue like the the chair It just happened. To, it was outside of my mom's <laughs> condo on bulk pickup day. <laughs> and I just ran upstairs and got my camera because I was just like, I have to, to take a picture before they come and haul it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's, and I'm actually looking at that picture right now because I'm on your website looking at your pictures and I'm looking at that one. And um, I remember the first time I saw it and it, it, it's very striking because you can look at it at least for me, uh, in various different ways where it could be, it could even be sad. It could be, right. could express loneliness, exactly. um, loss, regret, um, age, time and stuff. And I think that's, what's, what's so powerful about it is, you know, it's just an, it's just a chair. It's just an object, but because of what you've captured with it and the way it's sitting there and how, and, and the way the fo- photograph looks, it just, immediately elicits a lot of emotion so i think that's really incredible that's like a huge compliment because that's that that's why it's my favorite photo it's because i really feel like it just evokes so much Mm -hmm. and and again i just feel like like i'm just the um, conduit for this to tell its story like this chair just wants to kind of speak through my camera and to have somebody say that just really means a lot to me that that i got it right yeah, well, you're welcome. Yeah, that's and that's what all great art should do. And that's why I mean, I've always been fascinated by photography. I think photography is such a special art form because you're capturing these live moments in action. And especially, like you said, when you're capturing something that um, some people might not think of to photograph. Um, like even the, I'm looking at one of the ones on, on the beach where I don't know if it's called a tractor or the thing where is, is it called a tractor? It's like a sand, it's a sand moving thingy. Like that's very, the technical term. If you want to look that up, (laughs) it's the sand removal thingy. And it's also the the seaweed squisher around her. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But it's, but it's, but it's a cool photo because you would never think someone would just think necessarily to take a photo of that that people would just pass it by and look for something that would automatically be quote-unquote beautiful right but that finding beauty in um everyday normal things I guess this is what I notice in some of your photos which is really beautiful and captivating I think 
And I just yeah. wanted to know that that photo, maybe what I'm proudest mm-hmm. of is the name. Because, okay, if you're a fan of Schitt's Creek and you've seen the uh, absolutely memorable um, dance by Annie Murphy to that one mm-hmm. hit song, just a little bit of Lexus, <laughs> you will know why I called it Room Room Beaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was super awesome. proud of that. <laughs> May one day Annie Murphy see that and smile. That would be really awesome if she did. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to tag her in this episode (laughs) and hope she listens. That would be amazing. Cool. And another thing that I noticed is that um, you do photograph a lot of peacocks. Yeah. And I was just wondering if there was a particular reason for that or if it was just because you're around a lot, you see a lot of peacocks or is it just, is there something about them that draws you in or? It's a lot of that. Um, There's a place nearby called Flamingo Gardens and I'll give them a shout out because it's an amazing place. It's a, it's a refuge. They take in um, animals that are, what's the word? Um, Not damaged, not broken. What is the word? Injured. Oh my gosh. Okay. My English was failing me. (laughs) that are injured and they um they give them a place to live and um give them a a nice area to be or whatever and they have a lot a lot of peacocks and i just it just happens to be that um whenever i walk around i'm like i'm not gonna do peacocks today there are many other animals here there are tons of other things that i can photograph it will not be peacocks today and inevitably i come out of there with like three (laughs) peacock pictures and um, so, yeah, so I end up with a lot of them. I, I'm fascinated by the color and the texture of their feathers in particular, because I, I think um, their faces, I mean, you, you know, you, you think of a peacock and you think of the beautiful tail feathers when they're fanned out, which, yes, it's a glorious thing. But when you get really close to their faces, they're kind of like a little bit like really bumpy and their beaks are kind of funny. And I just think that that's like, absolutely beautiful that you have this gawky little bird that's kind of awkward and all it wants is food pellets from you um and it has this majestic tail you know it's it's a two-in-one so it almost feels like if you meet a celebrity who's also really down to earth that's kind of what (laughs) photographing a peacock to me feels like which is maybe saying a lot about me um (laughs) But yeah, so that's why that ends up working out. They just happen to be around every single time that I go there. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. It's like what, what I just wrote down when, when you said that was finding the flaws in the beauty, the quote unquote flaws, right. but they're actually wonderful. Like you said, the bumps and, and stuff. And, I, and I'm looking like I've never really noticed that before on a peacock, but looking really closely yeah. at the photos, <laughs> you do see that because yeah. you just think of the colors when you think of a peacock or at least I do but oh yeah yeah no I mean and that's what I always did until I started going to Flamingo Gardens and um, taking really close-up photos of these birds is that it's not just glorious majesty it's also kind of like awkward middle school teenage face I don't know (laughs) that's how I see it but (laughs) but what you were saying yeah um, one of the things with my photography uh is that I I don't really fix quote unquote blemishes. 
if I'm going to do something with a photograph, it's mostly going to be playing with the color, with the shadows, with the light. It will rarely be anything to do with, with fixing a blemish or something because I, I just think that things are beautiful as they are. I don't need to touch them up. Um, so to speak, I just need to bring out what I see as their beauty. Um, and that does that for me does not include taking away from something that something is. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> no, really, that that is that's that's very unique because a lot of people don't do that. So, yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, I so. I, I went to um like a few months ago. I went to a photography course just to brush up on on skills because I mean it, it was a long gap between college and when I started photographing again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just needed to touch up on some basics and the thing that really bothered me is that the instructor kept talking about Photoshop. You have to use Photoshop. You have to use Photoshop. And there was, he didn't cover anything about light, color, contrast. No, it was about, you know, and, and if this person has a scar and if, you know, this has a, a, a dent or something like that, you, you have to take it off. You have to take it off. And it just, um, it, it's really off-putting to me to hear a photographer talk about a photography subject like that because yeah i i know that that especially when it's a an inanimate object that yes they are objects but to me there's something special and and in some cases something sacred and to put you know to to put things in terms of it's it's um just a plaything for you that you need to make perfect just really bothered me and also especially Mm -hmm. especially because he was talking mostly about about women and that mm. you know but we can get into this whole other thing about his misogyny <laughs> that could be its own episode but yeah yeah and i think there is some misogyny in photography oh for sure um, yeah when you look at at fashion mm-hmm. in particular or f- photography of celebrities or anything like that and all the photoshop that's done there and that leads to people thinking that if they don't look like that, they're not valued and they're not worth anything. Right. So if you, yeah. And, and most of the time that's not a real image that you're looking at anyway. So you're trying to achieve something that doesn't exist. Right. And I, and so. I wonder what kind of effect it might have on the actual person being photographed that they're, you know, they, uh, they're doing yeah. all of this work to, to look beautiful or, you know, whatever they're trying to look like. And that that's not enough that somebody still needs to go in there and um, airbrush their faces and mm-hmm. um, take away some of their supposed extra weight or whatever. It, it's just, you know, how does it make that person feel also? Yeah, that's a really good point. And that's my because, psychology degree yeah. working, by the way. <laughs> so See, see, that did come in handy. It's see, not just the, the diploma with... sitting in my closet, although it also is that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's helping you with this aspect of your life too see? it totally is see? <laughs> well and, and you mentioned that you had some time in between where you weren't doing photography or you weren't pursuing that from college until 
pretty recently, right? It's yeah. been pretty recently that you started. Yeah. What, what is it that made you decide, okay, I'm going to finally pursue this dream that I have wanted to pursue. What was it that made you finally decide to do that? It was a, it, it just a lot of things kind of came together at the same time. I had, you know, um, once I graduated and I started working, once you start working as I'm sure most people who work um, in something outside of their passion know, um, you end up having less and less time for the things that you love. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you add family and you add just other things taking up your time and focus. And um, I'm not saying that I don't love my family. I'm just saying that (laughs) to to a degree Mm -hmm. they're distractions. But um, But yeah, so I stopped devoting any real time to photography, even though I was still very interested and passionate about it. But um, I had started, you know, I, I, I was running and, and doing like a lot of really physical stuff. And I had an injury a few years ago. And because of that injury, I could no longer do all of that physical stuff that I had been doing. Um, so I I fell into deep funk and I was just really kind of feeling awful about those dreams kind of being dashed and somebody mentioned to me you know well isn't there anything else that you love that you could do that doesn't require your body to be um, like it was before and I thought about it and immediately the first, well, the two things that came up in my mind were writing and photography because I've always been very in love with both of those things. Um, and at the time, I, w- I was just so low that I couldn't write. I, I, I can, I have a hard time writing when I'm either feeling too low or too happy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that has to be like a particular mm-hmm. middle ground of ennui. <laughs> that mm-hmm. I live in order, in order to write but photography was still something that I could do so I grabbed the camera I started um, taking my son out to the beach to capture some sun- some sunsets and from there I just you know you're catching a sunset you see something like a, a cool rock and you photograph a cool rock and then you're carrying your camera everywhere and you you see uh, a, a little weird flower growing outside of the TGI Fridays where you just want to have dinner and you photograph that you are at your mom's recovering from surgery and you go downstairs to your car and you happen to see a chair sitting out. (laughs) Um, So it it really just photography kind of ended up happening to me in a really cool way um, that I, I just, I had kind of felt like for the longest time, like I shouldn't go back to photography because I didn't think I still had anything, um, uh, anything good like uh, like my art self had nothing to say that's what it felt like and to discover that no in fact I was just getting started was a really really cool thing yeah yeah and that's and and what you said about um, you know life kind of getting in the way of your dreams is in a lot of ways is is, is very very relatable because you do have that set of like when you're young you think I'll have all the time in the world to pursue this Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden 10 years have gone by or something you know and 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 you haven't pursued it and it feels lost and especially when you try to go back to it you do have that thing of doubting yourself right 
and being like, I, I don't, do I have this talent? Do I actually, am I actually, do I, and I think it also was that, do I deserve this? Yes. Do I, am I worthy? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely true. It's, you know, I, I, would I be a fraud for picking up a camera and uh, trying to capture something beautiful? Like, am I worth capturing this beautiful thing? And I, I, I feel like a lot of us do that, even without a huge injury. I think a lot of us do that and don't really reflect much on it, that, that we are absolutely worthy of, um, of taking that dive and really giving our art a shot, whatever that art may be. And I'm not saying that you will be necessarily great at it, but I also don't think that you have to be. Because I feel like a lot of my stuff is fine. There are a few pieces that I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. But I certainly know that there are plenty of other photographers who are much better. So I think that any art that you want to pursue, pursue it for you. Like, do it for an audience of one. And if you feel good about it and you want to share it with somebody, share it shamelessly. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. And that's, and that's a hard thing to really accept, I think, and to believe and to come to terms with. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I know you were talking about writing and, uh, and I know as a writer myself that I kind of struggle with the same thing when I'm really down, it's very hard to write. And I think that's also because writing is such a, such a personal thing. Oh, for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> and it can be, and it's so painful. Yeah. It's not always a happy thing to do. So I think that's part of it. But there's that other part of me that always goes, well, this will make you feel better because it does. Mm -hmm. Yet it's hard to get to do it. And um, same thing with any art, like what you're talking about. It's very hard to give yourself that permission. But once you do, it's amazing yeah. how that makes you feel. It's it's, it's it's like it's like a natural high. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I think um, it, it's almost like like exercise. Mm -hmm. where you just have to keep trying and, and uh, there's not going to be any improvement without effort. And this is where the no pain, no gain actually makes sense because mm -hmm. you have to kind of go through that pain of, of putting a piece of yourself out there and working through your deficiencies to really prove something that you're, that you feel proud of, even if it's just, even if it will never be seen by anybody else. Mm -hmm. But it, it really, it, it's that um, pushing yourself to get better at something. That's the, the pain and the gain is just whatever you produce in the end. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. It's a really good way to put it. And it and it's a gift to yourself. Yeah. It's really, and it's hard for us to do stuff for ourselves. Oh, for sure. Especially as especially as women, I think it's really hard to be selfless. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or selfish. Sorry, not selfish. And I don't mean, and selfish, sometimes people think of that as a bad term, but it's not always. No. You do have to put yourself first. It's, you know, it's like they tell you if a plane's going down, you put the oxygen on yourself first before you put the oxygen on somebody else, your child or your husband, wife, whatever. Right. So it's that same kind of thing that you have to have that oxygen to survive. 
exactly. in order for other, in order to help other people. So if you're not doing what you need to do to help yourself survive, then you're not going to be much good in that selfless area. Either, that really. is so true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. It's, and it's something that I think we, we forget a lot, especially the older we get, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we get stuck in our routines and um, our life and our responsibilities, you know, but it's always, it's always good to remember that it's never too late to do things that you want to do. Absolutely. So, yeah. And then I, I just want to point out something that I think is so interesting is that the fact that you were injured, you were recovering from an injury and that's what brought you back to this passion of yours, where in a way you could almost say, cause I know how you, you can find like with the, um, um, peacocks finding the bumps, mm-hmm. you know, on their beaks and find, and the beauty in that. So it's like you had this injury, which is this painful, horrible thing to recover from. But then there was this beauty within that injury where it was, where it brought you back to your passion, back, back to photography. So there's, yeah. So I think that's just interesting. That's right really there, parallel. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think that when you were mentioning that, I'm like, that's, that's an interesting parallel to some of your photography itself. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, and then what was it like the first time you submitted one of your photos to a show? What was the feel? What did that feel? Oh my gosh. So much anxiety and apprehension. <laughs> I was like sweating bullets and I was like, well, you know, it'll be nice when I get them back. Cause they won't display them kind of thing. <laughs> Just really kind of <laughs> talking to myself, t- talking to myself soothingly. Like, you know, I had my, my family support, my husband, my mom, especially and my sister, they were like my big cheerleaders. And, um, with I, I sometimes I can get pretty theatrical about stuff and with with this it, it was it was no exception I uh before I signed up with the Broward Art Guild because I figured you know if I'm gonna just do this I'm gonna do it a whole hog I'll just sign up with the Art Guild and see where that takes me I'll submit the maximum that I'm allowed for this particular show which happened to be um the Summer Sizzle Salon exhibit at the Broward Art Guild and um, if they hate everything that I do, that's fine. I'll come back the next month and try harder, which was hilarious because I am not necessarily known for my bravery <laughs> when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm just like, I, I, I don't like going into, into situations where I don't know the outcome for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I took my mom with me when I went and signed up and then I confessed to her that I was going to submit photos and you know it wasn't just like oh hey mom do there's like this whole confession this whole dramatic thing <laughs> and uh we went um this was around fourth of july so um i had to hurry up and get these submitted because we were going to go out of town for the fourth so i put them together and thankfully everything else that was going on was enough of a distraction that i, I couldn't re- delve too deeply into my dramatic um stress so it was because I I think if I had had more time to think about it I would have backed out Mm -hmm. so it worked out pretty nicely that it was stressed about other stuff um and then when I submitted them it just felt nice to hand them over to somebody else and uh for one thing the Broward Art Guild they are just amazing people really wonderful warm kind people who are very supportive of artists and um, I think 
that people are treated as worthy before anything else. So um, it was just very comfortable for me to bring my photo babies in and leave them with these strangers because they were from the start, just wonderful to me. Um, And then to get a call in the middle of the week to say, hey, so the judge is not going to pick this picture, but the other ones are in. And I about fainted because, you know, I I had fully expected (laughs) to have to come in and pick all three of them up. And I was like, so wait, wait, just so I get this straight, (laughs) you will be keeping two out of the three. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was like the nicest surprise I've ever had pretty much. (laughs) <laughs> and and that that in and of itself was very validating more than you know mm-hmm. it, i i think everybody I, I don't think anybody submits to an exhibit without kind of a small hope of maybe winning some kind of mm-hmm. uh praise or a ribbon of some kind but for me at that moment just having anything be accepted was that was my ribbon right there i was just so pleased yeah, that, that's that's cool. And what what was that like when you went to the show and you saw your your photography there? What was that? I could feeling? not stop smiling. I was just, oh my <laughs> gosh! And, and anybody who knows me knows that like I think I'm smiling, but I, it actually looks like I am just completely angry and about to punch you in the face. But this time there were teeth. <laughs> there were teeth and like um, mouth corners up. And I, I was just so happy. I, I, I couldn't believe that I was there with all of these other artists. And I did something that I just don't do, which was mingle. So I'm, I'm walking mm-hmm. around talking to all of these other photographers and, and um, painters and sculptors. And it just felt wonderful. And I'm just making small talk and praising their art. And they're like commenting about mine. I was like, what? Why? You know, it's, it's my <laughs> photography. Why are you even looking at it? Look at something else. It's nicer. Like, <laughs> You know, have some standards. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jeez. But um, it, it was a, a really fantastic night. And I ended up meeting a lot of great people. I mean, great artists, of course, but also just great people who have really helped me to grow as an artist and as a member of the art community. So I, I just don't think I could have had a better experience. That's awesome. And that's great that it was such a great experience, you know, because I'm sure there's been for other people bad experiences, but to have that first one be so positive and to have the other artists be so open and receptive, because I know that sometimes there can be snobbery (laughs) in some art fields. There can be like, oh, you're new to this or, (laughs) oh, you're this or you're that, you know, I've, I've experienced that in the theater world. So I know there can be some of that snobbery there. So that's, that's really really awesome that you didn't really that you didn't experience that that it was such a warm and welcoming because yeah, let me tell you i was feeling, worried so i was worried that they're gonna yeah. just laugh me out of it like oh this is your art <laughs> how cute <laughs> it's nice that they allowed you to show it they must have had empty spots yeah. available for some reason i picture them saying this in, in a in an accent <laughs> I think that's the way a lot of us <laughs> right? No offense. Like, like they were wearing like accents. fascinators yeah. and, you know. Yeah. An ass. <laughs> that's totally it. 
a pipe, smoking yes. a pipe. Walking around like, I too say, darling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there is that fear where you do feel, and I think every artist struggles with this, honestly, even the ones that can be snobby. I think that's part of why they're being snobby is as a protection. Mm-hmm. But I think every artist struggles with feeling like a fraud, like they're a fraud, yeah. like they're a fake, like they don't belong there like they're not a real artist you know whatever art form is i think that's a that's a struggle of every artist oh absolutely and you know it's funny because i um i sold aquino mas um at a Mm -hmm. at an event at 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 an art and charity event and the person who who bought it i mean she was just so happy with it she still is happy with it after she she put it up in her in her home she sent me a picture of where it was and it just i feel completely honored and at the same time i was i was like okay so i'm just going to set the money she paid me aside for when she comes back and demands a refund because she made a mistake and and like i i seriously i kept Mm -hmm. it aside for like three months because i i I was just really seriously thinking that that she would regret um that she would come to look at it and be like, oh, God, what was I thinking? Hmm. So, you know, I, I just, uh, it, it's definitely a case of uh, imposter syndrome to the max. Mm-hmm. There, there hasn't been really a feeling of like, I belong here and this is a place where I should be. I, I'm just constantly like, are you sure like whenever they they accept yeah. something of mine into an exhibit, um, I'm like, but did you actually look at it? <laughs> uh, I, I up, up until like all of this with the with the virus and with everything shutting down, I had um, put in for a an art around town exhibit, which is where the Broward Art Guild pairs with some local venues, most of them libraries and uh, universities, where they will display your art for a month. And it's just a service that they offer to the community. Um, But you actually have to request it and send in samples of your work. And that's what I did. So I I emailed them. I sent them a collage of my favorite photography. And um, when they emailed me back and said, this is beautiful. We'd love to do this. Can you do it on these dates? I was like, okay. Now, did you open the file, though? Did you look at the collage? (laughs) Because I I just Mm -hmm. constantly feel like... uh, like what I'm seeing may not be what ends up being on the paper, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does. I, I'm I'm seeing something that I think is just beautiful, and it just doesn't end up computing for me sometimes that other people might agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's it's a painful thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why it's it's not always you know. There's so much joy in being an artist, but there's so much pain mm-hmm. in it because it's it's you. You're you're putting yourself out there in a very different way. You're putting a lot of your your personal self, your your heart, yeah. your soul, out there in ways that you might not in other aspects of your life. Right. So it is a very and yeah. It's very hard. I, I feel like you know professionally and. Even as as a mom, I feel pretty confident in myself mm-hmm. and in who I am. Um, so 
I don't really have a problem presenting the outer me <laughs> as it were mm-hmm. but when it comes to this the stuff that comes from my heart it, it, it's just this whole yeah. other animal and it, it's just a constant fear that somebody's gonna smash it to pieces even if it's just verbally or with like a cutting look yeah yeah i i understand that so yeah and, and um i'm just curious how, how many uh shows has your art has your photography been in so far um let's see uh i should probably keep track of this huh <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's been six or seven yeah something like that six or seven of them yeah. And and I know you said with this this last one that you still had that imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Has it gotten any better as each one progresses through the seven? Has it slowly kind of have you do you have a part of yourself that is saying, hey, I actually am really good at this? I feel like when it's a familiar experience, I feel better about it. So in the exhibits that, that take mm-hmm. place at the Art Guild, I have been feeling so comfortable lately that I don't really sweat it anymore. Even if I do end up getting a call saying, hey, listen, so, you know, we're going to take one piece, but the others are um, the judge didn't want them or whatever. I still feel good about the work that I presented. So, you know, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't end up making yeah. me feel less. But if if I go to another um, event, for example, uh, there was a, a an event in January at the Flamingo Gardens uh, hosted by the broward art guild and it was a quick draw where you had three hours to um, make art at the flamingo gardens mm-hmm. and i mean the whole week leading up to it i was just a basket case and even for the for signing up i put it off and i put it off because i was like i don't deserve to be with these <laughs> artists you know like and it's just a three hour event for a photographer it's just you know hoping to get a really nice shot and once I finished it, I realized, okay, it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it's not like, like people are um, following me around. I'm not being scrutinized. Like, I'm not submitting something to the Guggenheim. It's not like that. It's just people having fun making art in the fresh air with, you know, smelly birds running around. <laughs> <laughs> they were so cute, but oh my God. They're a little funky. They're, <laughs> They're a little smelly. Funky, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it just ended up being fun once I got through it. But uh, yeah, just any new event with a new setting is uncomfortable for me. But I, it, uh, as far as the imposter syndrome goes, it, um, I'm pushing through it better now. Let's put it that way. It's not so much that that it's eased up as it is that I've kind of gotten better punching it at the mouth. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's good. I hope it continues to get better. I mean, I know it's probably a constant struggle that yeah that we all will deal with, but I still hope it gets gets a little bit better because speaking personally, I I think your photography is amazing and beautiful, and um and I remember when you. Sh- the lady in the lake uh, photo, which is the one with the ladybug. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember 
when you sent me, I think this was before you were even submitting anywhere, but I remember seeing this photo, I believe, isn't this in Canada? Yeah. Is this in yeah. Canada? It, it was right. in Detroit viewing yeah. um, Canada. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember when you sent me that photo or you had posted on, on Twitter and I remember just seeing it and I just, there was just something about it that just really struck me. I just loved it. I, I think it's just, it's, it's like, you're welcome. It's like this wide world and then this little tiny ladybug, you know, in this huge world kind of surviving right. and thriving and living its life um, surrounded by the chaos of the world yeah, no, but that's, every... that's what i right. write into it yeah. so yeah. And, you know what like come to think of it i i think a lot of my art is kind of like that where it's uh mm-hmm. one little creature or one little thing just minding its business it, it you know it, it's just doing its thing while everything yeah. else is being whatever it is like i have a couple of of photos that are silhouettes of of my son at the beach and um, there's one in particular, um, I think it, it's Sunrise Dance 2, where he's um, both uh, one and two in, in that miniseries are of him dancing on the beach. But the second one, he has his, his arms stretched wide open, and it's just mainly the silhouette with the beautiful sunrise in the background. But it is just this little creature doing its thing while everything else happens around him and that that's really (laughs) i I guess like maybe that's just the theme of a lot of my art yeah that's that's beautiful though i think that's a really beautiful beautiful thing because i think a lot of times we're that that little thing doing what we're doing while the world goes Mm -hmm. on you know it can feel like that especially now i think with what's going on right now, it can really feel like that because we're all separated. You know, I was talking to my mom who I can't go see at this Mm -hmm. time and feeling that separation of like, you you can't go through this crisis with everybody in your life. Like you might be able to at other times, you can't, you know, come together as a, as a society and be in the same room together or building or whatever and hold hands and comfort each right. other. So it's a very, it's a very, it's very scary isolating. thing. And so yeah, you're absolutely right. It is yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I have my husband and my son here. My, my, my sister has my mom. My other sister has her, um, her partner and her um, roommates. But I just think of all the people who, for whatever reason, just, are by themselves or maybe mm-hmm. particularly the people who are in a, uh, in a um, dangerous situation that they just can't escape right now. Like I, I really, my heart just breaks for everybody who is in an abusive situation. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, that, that's entirely different from like the loneliness that you were, that you were talking about, but and I just took it to a really dark place, but <laughs> But it's the same yeah. kind of thing. It's in the same line of thinking. Right. It's yeah. just the, the feeling of isolation and of being cut off from um, from help of any kind, even if it's just a hand to hold to get you through a difficult moment. And th- th- that's maybe the worst thing about this particular um, virus is that it's 
killing bodies as well as spirits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't mean to associate necessarily with, with, with your photography, but, but it just kind of what you were saying made me think mm-hmm. of that, that, um, you know, we're just one little tiny speck yeah. in this huge, broad thing that is the universe and the world. Right. And sometimes we can feel like we're not that tiny of a speck mm-hmm. um, or we can feel uh, like we're kind of being washed away at, by the world or I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too depressing. <laughs> sorry, well, but, I'll, I'll, I'll put sorry, it this way. But... Um, with my art, I want people to focus um, on that one subject and everything that's beautiful about it. And I think that we can also do that with ourselves and with our lives, even in isolation like this, that um, I think for a lot of us, it's lonely and it's painful and isolating, but there are also things that we can discover about ourselves in this moment about our resilience and about our ability to find comfort in silly things um, and yeah. to just find joy in corners that you hadn't explored before of yourself or of your house. You never know. You might find a board game that you just <laughs> were like, oh, I didn't remember buying this. Yeah. But um, <laughs> one thing that's helped me with, with, with photography, I had already thought of just doing like a daily photography thing, but it really helped that um, Melissa Rothman, who is a, um, she actually designed my logo and yeah, so oh. she, she's a, she's a graphic designer and she's also doing a lot of photography. She's great um, on her Twitter account, uh, which is at old pal Mel. She okay. started putting up a, daily um and she calls it hashtag quarantine photo challenge and it's a Mm -hmm. lot of fun she's on day seven of it um i just posted the day six one because i'm a little behind but it's been so much fun just you know she puts up a theme and you just find something in your house or your yard and you photograph it and i ended up this week with two photos that i really really love and that i would love to exhibit um and I, I, I'm not proud of them just for the quality of them, but also because they just really made me happy. Like they put a huge smile on my face. I had a, a couple of particularly hard days um, this week and just doing the challenge. And then those photos just really made me so happy. And it really can be just something that small that in these days can just put a smile on your face and get you through, through that um, hump. That's, yeah, that's great. And I've, I've seen some of those photos that you've shared with that challenge and it's been really interesting and, and they're beautiful and gorgeous photos. So it. just, yeah. So I, and I should check out all the other ones in that tag too. Cause I've just, Oh yeah. People are posting. I've just mainly really seen nice yours, stuff. but yeah. 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 I'll have to do that. Okay. Well, um, I know that you mentioned one time on the podcast that you were going to start doing pet photography. Yeah are you still are you i mean i know right now you can't do it but are you still planning on doing that yeah. or is that still something you're pursuing? yeah I, I, i'm pursuing it kind of like on a small scale just because i'm between work and um house stuff and and everything i, I can't mm-hmm. devote myself to it full time but what actually happened is that um a friend of mine 
was speaking to somebody at a at an art and charity event and he mentioned to her that you know he's a pet photographer a professional pet, pet photographer that's what he does um full time and that he's mm-hmm. uh trying to move into uh like i guess larger scale pet photography so he had like a, a lot of people calling him for smaller jobs and he asked her if he knew any if she knew anybody who might be able to take those so she recommended me and i sent him a couple of photos that i had taken of friends dogs and um (laughs) and he was really he 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 loved them and he said absolutely i'll I'll send people your way so i'm trying to you know polish up a corner of my website to devote to photos of of pets that i've taken in in the past Mm -hmm. um and have that kind of be my like come look at my pet photo site um yeah but it's it's something that i i just i think it would be a lot of fun i've already enjoyed the ones that that i've done they've been just a a blast um there's this one in particular of um my my cousin's dog who is just such a cutie pie and he's sitting in um in a uh, i'm in a what's it called like with leaves everywhere like Oh yeah, like a like a park. Yeah, thank or you. Oh my or... gosh, how did the word park? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so he's sitting in, in a park, just surrounded by all of these beautiful uh-huh. autumn leaves, and he kind of it, it, they kind of go nicely with his fur because his fur is like this beautiful mm-hmm. brown. Um, so I I I, I photoshop photoshopped him. I photographed him, and I love the picture so much. I displayed it in um in an exhibit. I sent it up to my cousins and. It was actually, you know, not to pat myself on the back too hard here, but it was a really nice picture. Like, I really liked uh-huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think like that would be, yeah. that would be fun. Yeah, and, I, and I'm looking at that photo right now while you were describing it. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I really like that. It, it actually, and that expression kind of even reminds me of the expression that's on Schroeder's face a lot of the time when I take his picture. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they're they're great. And then there's another photo of a dog whose face is all scrunched oh, yeah. up, the brown dog, and kind of he looks almost a little bit scared, yeah. but it's still cute. He, and, yeah, and then like yeah, a tiny tiny puppy. He's actually my cousin's dog. And oh. um, and he he was just like this tiny little thing, just wanted to be with everybody. <laughs> but they, they were trying to train him, so that you know he was in a specific spot. And I go over to him, and I'm and he's just like he's licking me. He's trying to lick the camera. And then I got like <laughs> two shots where he's sitting still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then there's also one on here if. Uh... German shepherd looking dog yeah. too, kind of looking off in the, yeah. So they're really, well, I, I hope that that takes off Thank you. That would be for you. Cool. I mean, as much as you can do. Yeah. Cause I would imagine that uh, photographing dogs and pets in general, there's got to be a different skill set to that because, yeah. you know, it's not like humans. You can't say, <laughs> oh, this is a particular way and they're going to do it. Right. So. <laughs> and see, like, to be perfectly honest, like I don't see myself as somebody who's going to do portrait photography anytime soon um mm-hmm. i just for one thing i and i've said this before like ill people but also i just uh i just don't find people as interesting <laughs> 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 it sounds horrible but 
<laughs> no, that doesn't sound horrible. <laughs> you know, the fact that, that I'm like, oh my god, this chair is fascinating, but ew, humans. <laughs> um, but I, I, I almost feel like there, there's something um, just so interesting about particularly, you know, I, I have cats. It's just like they, they will not sit for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I love cats. I love dogs. I don't know what other pets. It's South Florida, so who knows? People will come up with something interesting, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, I, I really would love to just capture a dog playing or something. I, I just love seeing them just hanging out there, staring at me like, why are you looking at me? Just go away. <laughs> And maybe like, oh, look at your face, face, face. I'm just gonna photograph your face, face. Can I photograph your face, 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 face? <laughs> Which is an exact conversation I had with the dogs sitting in the leaves. Yeah, it was verbatim. Yeah. yeah, you do turn into that. You do baby talk a lot to animals. I do that all the time. I have never baby talked to my son, but to animals, like a little chunky monkey face. Yeah, yeah. There's something about them that makes you do that. I don't know what it is, but there's just something about animals that makes you baby talk. Great. Well, to end out, to wrap things up here, I'd like to know what would you want any aspiring photographer or writer or artist in general to know? What would be some advice you would give them? Or I would say just do it. Just pick up the camera, pick up your pen. Pick up that paintbrush and just do it because you are not going to get any better by wishing that you had taken the first step. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's also part of why I didn't become a psychologist because I don't think that kind of advice would go over well with people. Like, just quit your job. Just quit your job. You're not going to feel better if you quit your job. Why are you still sitting in my office? Go quit your job right now. But I feel like I can almost kind of say that to like an aspiring artist and it, it would be okay. Like, hey, I need the kick in the butt versus somebody sitting in my office paying me $200 an hour to kind of yeah. be like, you make terrible decisions. Go make better ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, See, that's I didn't, I, I, I was, I think I did it the world of service by not going into clinical psychology. But you're using it yes. in your photography. Yes. Though, still, you did. We did discover that, that is true. Today, that you do still use it, so it is still there. It's still useful. <laughs> and I can see how that how that would actually be very useful as an artist. To yeah, have that degree. Yeah, you know what? I, I do so. feel like that's true. Like, um, mm-hmm. understanding how humans think, and to some extent, how they how they work. And kind of projecting that onto things, maybe. Oh gosh, maybe maybe yeah. my art says like a lot about me, not so much about the art. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to sit down <laughs> with my therapist and like just explore all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, and art. I mean, like I said, it is. You are burying your soul. Mm-hmm. You're burying your soul. You know, it's a, it's, it's like being naked. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's a very different thing. And it's a, it, it's something that can be wonderful one moment and painful the next. And, you know, it's, it's like you hear a lot of writers say, they'll sit there to sit down and write and they just start 
picking up something to read or turn on the TV <laughs> or turn on the music. And, yeah. So it's the, it's the same, you know, and I'm, and I don't know if it's that way for photography, but you know, it's that same kind of thing of like, yep, I will do yes. it. Oh, yeah. but it's easy to distract yourself from it. Oh, so. for sure. Like, I, I don't know how many times I've, I've, um, you know, I have my SD card here full of photos that I really want to go through and I'm like, well, just one more episode of, episode of Criminal Minds before I start that, <laughs> just to kind of like cleanse the palate, which makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and the next thing I know, it's bedtime, and it's like, oh, I guess I'll have to do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is that thing of just trying to remember, just do it. It won't magically happen. Exactly, exactly. There's not going to yeah. be like a thing that just pulls it, pulls these thoughts out of your head and puts them on a canvas or in a, or in a piece of paper for you. It's like, you actually have to do it. Mm-hmm. They haven't come up with that technology yet. And don't wait for it either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it probably won't exactly. happen. <laughs> or at least not exactly. It won't happen. Just, just pick up the pen. Just write. It'll be yeah. fine. Just, do, just it. do it for you. And that's the other thing. Just do it for you. Like you don't need, mm-hmm. you, you don't ever need to show it to anybody else unless you want to, but at least do it for you because you deserve to have your ideas out into the world you deserve it yeah well that's a great note to end on so thank you thank you so much for doing this Carla Um, I really appreciate it. it was a great conversation very fascinating and I loved learning about your process and um I think it'll inspire a lot of people. So well, thank, you. thank you so much for doing thank this. You. I thank really you. appreciate it. And I'm completely honored to be the first interview <laughs> guest person. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So if you want to just, if you want to tell everybody where they can find you and where they can find your beautiful photography and some of your writing as well. Yes. So I have a website. It's carlatemis.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S. Com. And um, through there, uh, I have a link called Stories, and that's where you can see links to uh, things that I've written uh, for the Mary Sue and for um, Nerds of Prey, a couple of, of uh, pieces that I've done on, on entertainment, and some of my poetry as well. And there's also the, the link for my photography, where you can see just a lot of the, the things that I've worked on in the, in the last couple of years. Um, mostly the stuff that I'm particularly proud of. And um, there's also one called Shop that'll take you to uh, my Etsy and to my Society6 page. Um, and I constantly put out information on sales that Society6 has and um, uh, events in which I participate. So, you know, pop over there, take a look. Check out my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter, um, and you'll get to see all kinds of goodies. Great. Wonderful. And we'll definitely be linking that in the show notes so that people can just easily click over there to her website. So, so great. Well, this is Erin, um, and be sure to, you can follow me, sorry, you can follow me on Twitter at EAprilBeauty, the E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. And if you would like to be a guest on the show, if you're an artist, if you write about fandom, um, if you 
you create fandom in any form and you would be interested in possibly being on the show, feel free to reach out to the show via email at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com or you can connect with us via the Facebook page as well. And like I've said before, you do not have to be female or female identifying. The only requirement is that you are either in an underrepresented group or you are somehow supporting an underrepresented group. So that's my only qualification for being considered to be interviewed. So, and we've got some cool people that um, we're working on scheduling, um, some great people upcoming. So hopefully that'll be happening soon. Hopefully we can continue these interviews. But like I said, if it's not the interviews, it'll be special shows. So, and on our next episode, we are going to be starting our month long series of comedy shows. So we're going to be talking about some Michael Shore product projects. Uh, we're going to be starting with the first part will be mainly just focusing on the office and parks and rec. And then we'll be discussing the good place. So be sure to tune in for those. And until next time, remember it's a fandom thing. Thank you. And take care of yourselves guys. Thank you. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.